Black is beautiful. Black is love. And it can be seen 365 days a year, 24-7. And Target is here for all of it. Black Beyond Measure is Target's year-round campaign that celebrates and elevates the spectrum of Black love and success, from the multitude of commitments and investments in the Black community to supporting HBCU students and uplifting Black entrepreneurs. Shop Black-owned or founded brands at Target, from home decor and candles to beauty, wellness products, and so much more. Surround yourself in joy and amplify your Black love with the help of the Black-owned and founded brands at Target every day. Visit Target.com slash BlackBeyondMeasure to learn more. It can be a dark world sometimes. Don't be afraid to be a source of light. It can be a dark world sometimes. But don't be afraid to be a source of light. Peace, good people. Peace. Fee, how you feeling? Feeling going well. I feel well today. How are you? I like well. I'm feeling capable. That's a good feeling. Yes. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Hey. I feel I wanted to um take a second today to think about uh uncover something I've been that has come up in this last few days for me. Mm. And it's caused me into like daily reflection around the same experience. So I thought this would be a good space okay. to enter. I have an affirmation that I'd like to bring us to. Please. We're going to read from page 50 of the text, a toolkit for reflection and manifesting the light within. Page 50. Mm-hmm. And page 50 reads, I can grow from difficult experiences. Challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. I celebrate my breakthroughs and acknowledge my growth areas. Hmm. I can grow from difficult experiences. Challenges reveal new layer of my gifting. I celebrate my breakthroughs and I acknowledge my growth areas. Hmm. I can grow from difficult experiences. I'm writing it down so I can ingrain that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. admittedly, like when I hear it, I am challenged. Man, Slim, that's exactly where I'm at. <laughs> let, let me tell you like how this affirmation used to speak to me. And let me tell you how it's challenging me now, but still speaking to me. Mm. So... The part that reads, I can grow from difficult experiences, mm-hmm. challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was me. Elaborate. That was me. Um, it was my understanding that challenges come to, you know, invite you to new dimensions of yourself, uh, new dimensions of capability. Um, I've always seen challenges as prerequisites for becoming anew. 
Mm. We see it in nature all the time, whether that's the 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 butterfly from the cocoon, mm-hmm. the seedling that bursts through the soil. Mm-hmm. For me, the athletic framework of training and challenging. Um, my time in the classroom mm-hmm. challenges gave me a new understanding of the framework of teaching and learning, right, and belongingness. So, like challenges growing up in you know where I grew up in South Sac, and those experiences, and coming from a you know a migrant family, like all these things. Mm-hmm. So the challenges aren't new to me. And that's why I would like, I would tend to lean into the challenge. I believe it would reveal new layers of my gifting. So I'd rather have it behind me than in front of me and being discouraged to lean into it. (laughs) So I developed this characteristic, this tendency, and maybe some of the listeners can identify. You know, if something's in front of me, I'm going to lean into it. I want it to be behind me. Take, for example, training, physical exercise, (laughs) especially the ones that are early in the morning. Oh, man. Okay. I'm currently on a 730 schedule. (laughs) And I get out of bed not to go enjoy, not to go enjoy the workout, right? I get out of bed to show up for myself. Mm-hmm. But I leave with a intention and tenacity to get this behind me. <laughs> right? Yeah. I remember in high school, <laughs> our uh, trigonometry teacher above the clock said, time is passing. Are you? Hmm. Right? And I hated that. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> but um, because I know that time is passing. The challenge being in front of me is only I'm controlling that. Like, let's go. Like, let's lean into it. Let's let's get it. Let's get it done. Mm. Now, I do show up for my training sessions, understanding that I get to be here. It's a privilege, and I and I'm I'm grateful that I have, you know, a trainer, a coach that wants to show up and help me improve. So I don't show up begrudgingly, but he also appreciates when I show up with punctuality and I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm only ready to go because I want it to be done. <laughs> Not because I want to be here all day. <laughs> can you relate to that a little bit? I, oh, it resonates with me so well. What do you, can <laughs> I relate? I know. I know I'm just listening to you and I'm smiling. Um, yes, absolutely. And I'm thinking about some differences between you and I. I think when it comes to like physical fitness, I have learned to lean into that type of training and um, that challenge and even like discomfort. But I think that the learning, my willingness to do that is because of the outcome. Mm. And, but it took me a while to understand what the outcome would be. Mm -hmm. So initially like, 9.30 9.30 a.m. That's as, as early That's as early. I will go. That's early for, <laughs> 9.30 a.m. I used to like kind of want to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And there were times where I would not show up. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, <laughs> yes, really honest. Yeah, but you know, Kenny doesn't have that, so I, I was pushed in the position to have to to keep showing up for myself. But what I learned in the process is that I am becoming a version of myself that I never thought that I could be, and I like that. I like that I'm seeing new things about me. Mm-hmm. Right. I celebrate those things. So now I I do lean into it more because I think I have an idea of the new layers of my gifting that could potentially come Mm -hmm. because of previous challenges that I've had. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, But that's not all, that's not the case for me in like every scenario. I have to admit, like when I know that there's a challenge ahead of me, I'm not someone that will just tend to lean into it um, Mm. in the way that you're describing it. Like I I lean into every challenge, no conversation, hard ones, um, no, I can't procrastinate. Like, I... just like let us get, let it get cracking. My my real my real life approach to it is like, like I understand patience and mindfulness, but I'm talking about if something difficult is ahead, why am I why am I waiting? Mm. Like, even if it means that I have to fail, like let's hurry up and fail so I can redesign. So that's the thing for me. I don't like the feeling of failure mm. or rejection. Mm, I'm being honest. I don't like true. it. That is true. I just don't. And I, I, I'd like ooh. to know what's happening. I'd like to know that I'm good at it before. Mm. And maybe I, I should investigate more of why that is. Um, but today I'll start with, I actually don't like how that feels. Wow. Wow. It's it's unique you say that. And I'm glad you like, let's, let's bookmark that. That's an important part of your personality and perception of reality as it relates to challenges Mm -hmm. and growth areas Mm -hmm. and what's possible and not possible all defined by our mind. Yeah. Right. Whereas I don't like rejection, but it empowers me to say, (laughs) oh, you thought you had the final answer? Right. Usually when I'm pursuing an answer or a partnership, I'm it's it's an idea. It doesn't mean it's not gonna happen because you didn't want to be involved. That is actually my whole ethos. That's how I've created what I've created. People not seeing it and me still saying it's still worth creating. Mm. Right? So it's actually a part of my my experiences mm-hmm. where they don't they don't break me. Um they invite me. Mm. And you know, the failure is all, I think, is in a perception of, like, outcome, right? Uh, there have been ideas that I had that did not go the way I wanted it to go on the first iteration. Mm-hmm. And that's what taught me to pivot. And see, Riga, like, just that alone, that is challenging for me. We were just talking about this the other day, and um, I don't know how, how well it will fit here in this conversation, but I want to note it, Right. I am trying to make a plan for an idea that I have. And when that is not going according to my idea, I am so incredibly challenged by it. Challenged to tears that I have to let this idea go. And I am, do you, yes. you did you see? Yes, me? I saw it. I was, I made note, I saw it's it. It's similar to when we were planning for Kamali's birthday party, her first birthday party. And when you asked me to move the time back and I was like, Nah, like I had this idea that this would be at this time. Mm-hmm. And I can't change and I can't, it. I can't change it. I don't want to fail. I, I, 
Mm. Sorry. No, I think that I think there's there's a lot there, but there's also gifts, I think, in the people who say it's go time, right? That that's yes. we need those people as well. I also learned of a personality of somebody who will start something early, right? That was a new thing to me. You can start early, right? And <laughs> for him, it was like, let's go. Right? <laughs> so so here we are like examining these ideas. Mm-hmm. And this idea is attending to time. Right? Mm-hmm. And and just for clarity, really quickly, um, Felicia's personality, her dedication to detail, not wanting to move something back. It isn't it isn't always a problem. Sometimes it's the way. It's the it's the way to do it, right? It's the way you plan for it. It's the way to go. And then sometimes having the deep breath and willingness to say, oh, this can happen if I just pivot a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, I'll move it back because it's all working out. And then there's LaRussell, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a show with LaRussell in Sacramento mm-hmm. and he started early and I've never <laughs> seen that before. I've never seen it in my life. Never. Ever. But- what I did remember, he said, everything was ready to go. And that was just like a, you know, a pivot in terms of like thinking, in terms of show, yeah. show business. Yeah. Everything was ready to go. But all of those, all of those operationalities mm-hmm. are important. Wherever I'm challenged, there's room for me to grow. Mm-hmm. So if I say now and someone says later, if I say now and you say later, there's room for me to grow in understanding that later might be better. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you say later and I say now, there might be room for you to understand why now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I get that. So leaning into the challenge for me is is consistent with my personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, f- I found a caveat to this affirmation. I found a caveat to my personality. Mm. And for these last four days, I have been every every moment I wake up, it's back in my brain. Mm. And it was around my experiences with grief. Mm-hmm. People say it's challenging. It's hard. It's difficult. It's uncomfortable. So I thought the courageous thing for me to do, consistent with my performance, consistent with my personality, was to lean into it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I do when there's a challenge. I lean into it. But I found something in this year three. And I realized that uh, leaning into this challenge doesn't mean it gets behind me sooner. Mm. Like, for the life of me, in this moment, I don't see how or when it will ever be behind me. And Mm. that is another challenge within leaning into the challenge. (laughs) That this one doesn't get to be behind me the way I like challenges to be. Yeah. You know, you look at ideas around 
um, resilience and how much that was a big part of the academy, right? When I was coming of age, when I was in practice, we talked about resilience so often. There were specialized master programs around resilience. Yeah. So I think it had been part of my operationalizing of challenges. And I thought of myself as resilient always and all along. But grief has yet to be behind me. Hmm. So every morning I was waking up, I would ask myself, like, what is, what is this here? Now, the only thing that kind of connects the two or gives me some reprieve, because it's still not behind me, yeah. is that grief is also love. Hmm. So by not delaying, by leaning into it, I found myself leaning into love sooner mm. and more abundant. That's where we get loving more abundantly from. Mm-hmm. But if you go further in our text, loving more abundantly is about learning to love what challenges you. Mm-hmm. Right? Loving more abundantly sounds romantic, sounds good. It sounds beautiful. It sounds what we want to evolve to. Loving what challenges you. That's how you get some eyebrows scrunched up right yes indeed indeed but it's who you gonna scrunch your eyebrows at in grief Mm. like who controls it who could take it away right Mm -hmm. who could take it away Mm -hmm. and it's and, and and take it away what way so i got deeper into reflection so what started off in the beginning of the week as this idea that oh man i leaned into it it's not behind me and then I had a conversation the other day with uh, the Wilkeses, mm-hmm. uh, Hampton classmates of mine, yeah. who, um, this is Gabby and Andrew, mm-hmm. they co-pastor a church uh, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They co-founded and co-pastor a church. And get this, and this is what kicked me right now. It kicked me right now and it kicked me the other day. <laughs> the name of their church is the Double Love Experience Church. What? Double love experience church. So imagine me being in grief and investigating grief and I'm scheduled for a conversation with them, mm-hmm. right? They just released a new book, um, Psalms for Black Lives. Mm-hmm. So I go on to be a, a guest in this conversation about the book, but the book just lit my world on fire. <laughs> so I'm showing up to this live hot, right? Because it's not just a book. It just happened to me. Mm. And the question around, like, I told you, loving more abundantly sounds good. Loving what challenges us doesn't sound good. Grief is every bit of challenging. But when people are challenged, that's a little different, right? I'm going to love what challenges me. I don't, I don't love the, work, the, the, the training in the morning, right? Yeah, right? I love getting it behind me. But who can you scrunch your eyebrows up with in grief? Who are you mad at? Who do you want to have questions for? Um, and it ultimately leads back to like this conversation with you and this, and if, and in this case, I don't even know if, even if you're not a believer, I think you got to question God when it come on a loss, right? Like that's going to make you question for sure. Like who controls this then? And why does it go like that? Especially the one that hurts, mm-hmm. not the natural loss, the one that hurts. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking how long, and 
the book is called Psalms for Black Lives. And Psalms, especially as selected by the Wilkeses, it it really got in an intimate position where the psalmist is wrestling with God. Like, how long? Bro, how long? Like, David, he be... So when you realize that like this question has been ongoing. Yeah. Mm. I'm not the first person to ask how long. Yeah. I'm not the last. So in it, I'm finding and I'm unpacking these things. And this week has been nothing but short of like work. Mm. Around my grief. Yes, I have a big voice. A powerful voice, I know. So the praise that I let off from inside of the chambers of grief, I know it reverberates around the world. But it would be, I think, really, really one-sided of me to let the praise reverberate around the world. And not make room for the questions I have as well. Because I too. Come on. I too ask how long. But how long, right? How long is how long? (laughs) Because it's how. It's a question. It's not a when. It's how long. How long doesn't ask when. Mm. How long, uniquely enough, poses the question of how Show me how long. And what I'm finding is if love is eternity, Mm. what are these feelings? What are this part of it? Am I signing myself up forever? So it gave me empathy for people who would rather not deal with it. It gives me empathy For Kev on stage. Mm. Surround the grief of his brother. Right? Jason. And he writes the other day, man, grief is whack. (laughs) (laughs) You just be, you know, it's a long line, like you just be living your life and doing something and bow, there it goes. It's inconvenient. Mm -hmm. And it gives me empathy for people who feel that way because it just keeps just interrupting. The unique thing is, Kamai was my firstborn child, so it wasn't shit moving me. I was going to be there as long as I had to be. So nothing could distract me. I didn't want anything else. There was nothing desirable. We just put out an album that year. So and what? I don't got nothing to say to nobody in that regard. There isn't something I want to return to, but also we were met by the challenge of the pandemic. So I think that gave us permission to slow down even greater yeah. and go inward even deeper. Yeah. But my wrestling this week gave me empathy and perspective mm-hmm. around all these different responses to grief. And I know that on Soul Affirmations, we're able to talk about it and it it joins us and it brings us together. But I got a lot of respect for folks if that's just not their reality. Mm-hmm. If it's just inconvenient, if it's a wedge, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It requires work. Mm-hmm. It requires the opportunity to come to the work. And this is largely in part why I appreciate this space so much. 
because I come here and work these things out. This has been on my helmet all week. I'm trying to tell you. On my helmet. I had no clue. And, uh, but now I'm also realizing that this type of work, I get to come to it with my wife on an amazing podcast network, <laughs> right? Like big ups to the whole Black Love Podcast Network and our producer, Crystal, right? And Cody and Tommy and the Clarks and all these amazing shows that are happening. So I recognize that I'm privileged that I get to come exercise these questions out loud this way. Mm-hmm. But it's still work. And you can get fatigue from the feeling of having to do this work. Especially if there's no partner to do it with, like I share with you. Especially when life is just set up to be much more inconvenient. Hmm. Yeah, this week has just been like fully developing or further expanding my understanding of the many different positions in grief. And an empathy and a respect and a love for folks who are just figuring it out however they can. But that how long question that's posed in Psalms over and over again. Profound. That really spoke to me. That really like it helps you operationalize like what this journey of life can and will look like. Mm -hmm. And it also, I think, reminds you that, yeah, you're not the only one. And though it is difficult, though it's fatiguing, finding out that you aren't the only one, it it creates capacity. Absolutely. You know, it I think that it creates more room to just endure. And I think it it grants a little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. Although as dismal as this may feel, I see somebody else chopping the waves to the right and the left of me. Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about in the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you see somebody else and you says, oh, okay, then we can do this. And certainly if I can't do this and you can, then I can do this because you are providing example, reference that it can be done. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to know that you aren't the only one. Mm-hmm. But it is also challenging when no one can take it away, right? Mm-hmm. No. Nope. And, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it, and I keep thinking about um, the training, right? And what that looks and feels like, right? The difficulties that you experience in training, um, especially like high intensity interval training, right? Mm-hmm. And the leaning into it, it's not even that it gets behind you. It's its just you become more familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Your body becomes more familiar with it. And similar to, at least for me, how I'm understanding it is similar to grief. It, it comes with you. 
um, because of the outcomes that you gain from it. Mm. Like how we come to this understanding of love, that what we are experiencing, the reason why this keeps coming back up for us is because of the depths of the love that we have for our loved one. It's like similar in a training, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the wellness. Like you you come back to it. It stays with you. If you Am I saying this right? If you keep going with it, like. Stays with you if you keep going with it. Well, maybe I'm not saying that right. So I'm going to take your time. I think I think I understand what you're saying, but. Well, it was, a, it was more clear in my head than I, than I said it out loud. But I guess. Like, I don't see my training with Kenny as something that is necessarily behind me because I'm going back to it the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just, it goes with me because it's the wellness that I want to experience. So you submit yourself to it Yeah. each day. Not to get it behind you, but for an outcome, an idea. Mm-hmm. I guess similarly to how I submit to the grief, because I understand that it's the love. And it's the love that I want from the experience. So you get, so you return to it each time to experience. It's, so the idea is. Because grief is love, you return to all that it requires, mm. the feelings of discomfort even, mm-hmm. if it brings you closer to the love. Mm-hmm. We return to the workouts, the feeling of discomfort even, mm-hmm. if it returns you to a space and a time in your body right, that you believe you're preparing for an outcome, you want to be well. The wellness. I understand that. I I do understand that. I think that as it pertains to these feelings, the fatigue, Mm -hmm. every day doesn't feel like this. True. Every workout ain't hard. Some give you energy and you feel good about yourself for attending to it. And some beat you down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And And I think I'm learning more about life in that regard. Every day isn't the hardest day, Hmm. right? Yeah. Some come with stride and ease and joy and jubilation and laughter. And some come with adversity, challenge, the work. Mm. But I do know that my hard days teach me how to approach all days. (laughs) And that's what creates my praise. Mm. that I know that on a hard day, I am being made, I am being evolved. And on a day of rest and recovery, I give thanks that I earned a day to treat me that way. (sighs) Or that I've been gifted a day that treats me that way. Right? So I think about the, the full, complete picture of Trinidad. Our grief took us there. You know, Mm -hmm. it can never be forgotten that way. How I got there is important. Not just where I am, where I am or where I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How you get there is important. Mm -hmm. 
And because it, it reveals layers of you, your story. I never forget when I showed up to that uh, teacher interview in my 95 Buick Century, right? They didn't know, they didn't know broke down on the side of the road. <laughs> and I still got there. Yeah. And because my road there had so much adversity, I was so happy to go do that interview. Right? So I guess I'm just examining and uncovering these patterns of the difficulty of the fatigue that grief is, but also the sweet kiss that love is and how they, they couple and they, and they make us into a newer version of ourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One that is capable of loving more abundantly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One that is capable of loving what challenges us. Mm -hmm. So even though this week grief has been exercising me, I'm so grateful that in those challenges, it did not defeat me into a position of silence or self-harm, but it invited me to the space of exploration, curiosity, the permission to ask myself questions and be vulnerable about whatever the answer may be. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that those hard days gave me this understanding mm. and it did not silence me into self-harm. Wow. Thank you, Riga. I really appreciate how you guided us in reminding us that we can grow from difficult experiences and to mm. be able to identify challenges as opportunities to have newer version, new, new layers of ourselves be revealed. I think that's so important, like to have these types of reminders, because mm. challenges are going to come. They come. They come. It. It. As. As sure as we know, as it's it, written in the Psalms, whenever that was written, right? <laughs> whenever. <laughs> as sure as we know it, right? They exist. They're going to come, and they're going to be questions. Yep. But using those opportunities, like having reminders. When the moments come, there is opportunity for for growth, for gifting, yeah. for so much more. And, and depending on what it is, is opportunity for love. And I mean, what's greater than that? What's greater than that? If somebody knows something greater than that, please, you know, hit hit me in my DM. I'd really like to know. And and make sure you don't hit me in mine because I know you because I know you lying. Because <laughs> okay? I know you lying. Don't cause... hit me in mine because I know you lying. Bruh. No, but really, I think um, <laughs> what's greater than love? It also fee. I I I love that. And I also want to. I heard heard something else. You said you go have questions. Oh yeah. That's a great place to be in. Questions. Hmm. It means you're open for learning. When you don't have questions. Not seriously, that's the posture you want a student to be in. That means you're open for learning. So let the, right where you need to be. Let's be open. Not wanting to be there doesn't change needing to be there. <sighs> Come on, somebody. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations. With Korea and Felicia. The award-winning Soul Affirmations. I'm going to put that in there. And if you have been looking to find our books, I've got news for you. You can find it at our website, soulinlove.com. That's S-O-L-A-N-D-L-O-V-E 
www.thepurposeofthe.com. Scroll down, you will find all of our offerings. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our producer, Crystal Hill, and our lovely editor, Masu McLemore. Yeah. Until we meet again, peace. Peace.